to the Four Jack Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of Tour Trash Sunday presented by TaylorMade Golf. We are fresh off the milk and cookies W by Justin Thomas at the 2022 PGA Championships, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Lots of golf to talk about tonight, boys. But before we get into that, let's head around the country and check in with the Four Jack family on the road. D-Lane, what's happening in SoCal today? Well, just finished watching with you guys. Uh, now on the television, just as there always is, a bunch of navy blue blazers and khaki pants talking about golf. So we can hopefully move on to that. But uh, the winner in this was the PGA. It went from what I'm going to call a couple of guys on a milk carton and some guys that just got out of college to uh, the son of a club pro and now a second major with the PGA. So I think the PGA came out of this with a horseshoe up, but you know where, because uh, about an hour ago, I wasn't thinking that was going to be the case. DJB, you got the weekend at Bernie shirt on. You're looking very festive tonight. What's going on in your world? Well, I'm the opposite today of all uh, PGA of America pros. Um, I think the, the standard outfits, 12 pairs of khakis, four pairs of Peter Millar shoes, and, uh, you know, your festive, very loud cricket shirt, but mostly Peter Millar with a Navy blazer and your club logo. But um, anyways, JT got done. Obviously, you know, I think this one hits home for him with his father. I, I can't imagine being a father being inside the ropes, you know, trying to watch it and knowing what the PGA of America means to Mike, Mike Thomas and uh, their whole family and all that. So, um, you know, you saw Young, same sort of deal. And uh, yeah, it's a good day. Long weekend here in Canada, hence the shirt, by the way. Uh, that's what it is. Day off tomorrow. So we're uh, we're maxing and relaxing. Festivities. Well, sort of, sort of two airports <laughs> and a dinner and a hockey game in St. Louis. Not too bad, but not a day off for me. Yeah. I, I swear to God, Tony Finau was wearing that Nike pullover. Same kind of uh, color pattern <laughs> on Saturday. So maybe, uh, maybe Nike's stealing a page out of your book these days. Yeah, you know, I like Under Armour. yeah plug for the show thing uh guys where do we want to start with this one a little disappointing finish for Mito. obviously i mean all he needed to do was make bogey on 18 to get in the playoff par would have been the safety dance get him in the house uh with the clubhouse lead and obviously probably the w hits this wild tee shot it was a violent disgusting golf swing and he, he was caught in the coverage after saying, you know, he was so amped up. He really didn't know what his body was doing. I can't relate to that, uh, that stage, that level of pressure at any means. I'm sure maybe you guys have some sort of a reasonable facsimile to throw out there, but man, heartbreaking on 18 to see him dumping in the water. Well, I'm just going to jump in and say, I think you had that same adrenaline when you made a 10 on that VGT event there last year, 11, but 11, whatever it was, 11, but. Derek, yes. you can take this one. You have more professional. You have more professional. Uh, you have more professional experience on I, this one. Well, I definitely I, didn't know what my body was doing yeah. on that par five. Well, you, you you do definitely look at these guys, and again, much like we were talking leading up to this, the, the kids are so young and so talented. And Mino's going to remember where he was, but you know, what do you do? Is a, is a caddy? Do you back him off? Do you talk him down? You know, he got away with it on 17, obviously, and, and he just left his, his second shot slightly short just to kind of seal it to, to, to have a two-stroke lead. 
I don't know what's going through these guys' mind because I don't know what they've done, right? Most of the guys, when they get to this level outside of Daly and some of the other guys that were very, you know, newbies in their, their thought process have all been in these situations. So you saw Zalatoris today, even though he was one under for that, he just basically was trying to, he knew right there that JT was probably going to be tough to beat, but he's going to take that for the next time. He's going to be there. And obviously his record coming into majors is pretty solid. So I think Will, the fact that he was even in the playoff was, was smart enough and, you know, common sense enough to understand how lucky he was to be there. JT is a little different, you know, he's a killer. He's got one of these before. So that's a second one maker. Obviously it means a lot to his father as a fellow PGA golf professional. I understand while I can be very hard on my association, I do understand what the Wanamaker means and, you know, the simple fact that I think that we do get the best field in golf every single year. But I also think much like we have, again, going back to what we've talked about the last few weeks leading up to this, you just don't know anymore. You know, if you'd have told me and I, I liked Joaquin coming into this a little bit more than I liked Mito, but I also thought a couple of the, the South Koreans could be there. Like it could come from anywhere because everybody hits it far enough, straight enough and high enough to win at this level. Right. And I think you saw some nerves and I think that that will probably be something that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to watch him go to the live and win. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Like you just don't know what's coming out of this, but I do wonder bones was right there. Right. So now you got bones sitting next to JT. You've got experience plus experience. There was never a doubt once he hit that fairway in 18 that he was going to put it in the middle of the green. And he did. When you have the ability to pull those shots off under pressure, knowing you're not going to fail, is what makes champions champions, right? And so uh, God bless Mito for the way he played. I love the action of those two kids. You know, they're friends. I love the way the body gets underneath and they push that ball down the line and they don't lack for anything from a strength standpoint. Physicality is everywhere. I thought he had a great touch with the putter. He got two unbelievable up and downs coming down the back nine. So I think nerves had a huge part of it. When, when that, that level of golfer doesn't hit greens, you know that they're a little jumpy. So as he should have been, it's a major. I mean, no one, who in the hell even knew who this kid was a week ago other than diehard golfers, right? And, you know, everybody like, like Faldo's going to come on and say, well, he should have walked. And, you know, I was glad to see Dottie hip check him and just say, hey, you know what, Nick, he hasn't walked to the hole all day. I don't know why he'd have done it on 18, you know? And so sometimes the sanctimonious nature of these guys and understanding that, you know, Nick's won six of them, you can't take that away from him. But you know, you got to kind of put yourself in the way these kids are playing golf today. They just bomb fine, bomb fine, and hopefully make the putt. And, you know, it costs them. Southern Southern Hills plays much more like a U.S. Open golf course than it does a PGA golf course. You know, nobody's ever got to double digits there, and that 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 lasted again. And I thought going into today that, you know, he probably was going to get to 11 or 12 and win it the way he was playing. I didn't think he was going to go backwards as far as he did. So I, I give all these kids credit. You know, Will, Justin, they're not big dudes. They just play golf and they know how to win and they know what to do. So God bless him. I thought Neiman was great on television. I thought he answered questions well for, you know, English as a second language. And I thought they asked some pretty poignant questions. And, you know, I think that's when Jim's at his best. So I thought the coverage was good. I think Amanda just keeps getting better and better every week. Uh, I do give him credit there, but congrats to Justin. That hug, like like David said, knowing your dad grew up in this business and, and that's kind of where it was. And I don't know if you guys saw social media, but Justin even kind of, had to say, you know, you got to remember, dad, you're not my dad. These four days, you're my coach and I need you to be my coach and tell me what I'm doing wrong. I don't need to be told other things. So all in all, I think it was probably the best tandem between caddy and player that won this week. And, you know, I think Jordan and Scheffler and a lot of these guys would have liked to have been there because of their familiarity, but Justin coming down the stretch, I mean, he, he could easily have went one, you know, three, three under for three holes and, and won that. And Honestly, I, I thought when it touched that coin as it was going to hole, I thought I was going to kick it left and back in. So Yeah, exactly.
It did honestly look like it was going to bump it left into the cup. That would have been just icing on the cake. So a couple hot takes from me. Obviously, you know, Will, what a weird round of golf for him. You know, hitting it off the, the cart path on that par three when they were looking for that ball for 15 yeah, minutes. Six. Gets yeah. up and down there. You know, he hits the left on seven. Like, it was just a wild round of golf. I'd also say, you know, Dottie was really good today. I thought that she, you know – it was very real and you could tell someone that's been in that situation. She really kind of called it as, as she was seeing it and feeling it. So I thought that was kind of a unique thing. Not that Colt doesn't do a great job, but I think anytime that Dottie was kind of, you know, in that situation and they kind of went to her, I think she did an awesome job. And then the other thing that was really a takeaway for me is bones yelling at the Marshall uh, on the first playoff hole. Hey bud, watch where you're walking. You can step on our ball, which, you know, you're 100 yards away from a guy you're yelling down a fairway. You know, that's just great awareness by him. You know, you have three marshals kind of walking around in the rough, and, you know, you have the caddy yelling, hey, get away from our golf ball just in case. So I thought that was kind of cool. So, yeah, overall, uh, the playoff was was fire. Let's talk about that. I mean, JT, BDE, second playoff hole, pipes three went onto the green. I mean, it was kind of just game over at that point. Will kind of high flares went out to the right lucky to catch a piece and not even kicking the creek but you know has a decent line hits a decent second shot up onto the green but i mean it was just kind of i felt like it was just game over i mean will hits it on the green he's got an eagle look jt answers with a wedge you know he's a surgeon with a wedge in his hand he's got 80 yards he throws it in there at five six feet and you you kind of know it's like all right buddy it's game time now and then second playoff hole was just kind of done and it, surprisingly he was so jacked up he had the same number, I think, two or three yards less into 18 on the third playoff hole, and he hit one last club and f fired it right over the pin. Like, talk about some extra gears there. That that adrenaline rush, just that's insane to see that stuff come to fruition. Well, and it's an unnatural finish, right? We talked about how the fairways are pretty wide, and as we talked about earlier, I, I really thought Rory, if this was ever a time that he could run and hide, this would have been the golf course to do it on. Uh, it just fit him so well. But even you saw an 18, Justin didn't have to move it very far left to right like Will did, right? So now suddenly Will's got to play 193-yard cut where JT gets to play 173 to the center. That's a big difference for those guys, especially with those trees looming. So, you know, 13 to 17 to 18 is quite an interesting stretch, right? Will does what he needs to do. He puts it on a two. And then, you know, I think that he remembered that Justin's a touring professional when Justin hit that third shot and he knew he was going to make it. So, you know, Will hit a good putt. And let's be honest, the one thing Will doesn't want to have to do is be relying on five to six footers. Obviously, that's not the strength of his golf game. So I think he knew that just running it up for birdie wasn't really an option. He gave it a good look. It was just high side. And, you know, I think that 17 is such an interesting hole. And it just goes back to the theory that Weisskopf has been right every time he said it, that a drivable par four in championship golf is the best way to play, right? Torrey Pines did it when they moved up 14, or excuse me, 15, no, 14, sorry. And, you know, you get some of these holes. I thought 17 was a brilliant golf hole. And the simple fact that these, these goddamn kids are so long that they're hitting five and four woods pin oh, high or on. And it's like, you know, and then you get Fitzpatrick, who isn't the longest guy in the world, right? He's got a chance and he knows it. And he's got to hit five wood. And he hits it low left and he's done. And it's like, so club choice and selection, this might be one of those few golf courses that are in America where you have to really play differently, right? You know, driving iron isn't going to do you a lot of good out there. And, you know, it's like Fitzpatrick carries driver 5'7". So that's obviously an interesting set makeup. But 
that playoff was exactly what Justin wanted, right? And as you use the word surgeon, it's just it's just fair way. And even though he missed the first one, he knew what he had to do at all times. Never did he not think he was going to pull the shot off. And, you know, I think that that's a really big asset to American golf. And, you know, Zalatoris is going to be there. But you've got these 25 to 35-year-old guys who just get it done, right? Scheffler doesn't care what it looks like and Zelatoris isn't what you're going to call prototypical body and Justin isn't necessarily the biggest guy and it's like these guys just find ways and I thought that the three holes on, on Southern Hills and, and I think Southern Hills came out regardless of what you know Patton said and some of these other kids with sour grapes I just it's a championship golf course and if it wasn't in Tulsa I think it's a top 10 course in America I really do think that um, but that being said you know what I do think we're getting into this era of if it doesn't fit me, I can just I can just not play well and we'll go to the next one, right? And I really respect Justin for hanging in there and knowing, I think Rory probably is going to go back to his room going, I didn't think that number was going to be the number, you know, and I think he's going to think a little bit about that. But it just goes to that mindset of those guys that step on next like Justin and it's never over till it's over. And even when he was hitting golf balls, that tight little pack right there on the middle of the range. And like, you just knew that the dude was ready, you know? And I think that advantage was his the whole way. And in true four Jack um, direction, Parksy gets on and says, I'm going with JT in the playoff. And it's like, I'm not sure that more obvious things needed to be stated, but God bless Parksy for just always taking the obvious. Yeah. I was looking for a little, <laughs> I was looking for a little pushback on that, but it was just crickets. Uh, I- well, two things. <laughs> After that text, I started looking where Jason Day finished. And oh. two, <laughs> yeah, I said I, I think Stuart Sink basically, you know, pulled JT along all day today. Top so. 20. Did he T20? I didn't even see where he finished, but I, I figured that he, was coming. He was magical. That's what I that's what was going on there. <laughs> I I mean, I told somebody that, that I played golf this morning and I told somebody that and they laughed their ass off at me. They're like, What? Who was that guy? I was Stuart like, Sink what are you talking about? Just... Stuart, you don't know Stuart Sink? And they're like, no, never heard of him. I was like, exactly, exactly. Sure. What, what was his uh, official finish? Oh, he finished T23. Okay, he's four over on the day, two over yeah. on the tournament. That's pretty He was good. at the top of the leaderboard yesterday. Yeah, you're right. He and was. And Harps were walking around with me. But yeah. Um, and, yeah and Stuart, you know, like, we, but honestly, if it would have blown more, Stuart would have been higher. I mean, the more it blows, the better that dude is. So. He yeah. knows how to flight his golf ball and get it around. It's good that way. So he's one of those guys where the weather was helping, right? It's just, again, I go back to Rory. Just he's got to be on that plane going. Good God, I don't yeah, know oops. if it could ever be more in my wheelhouse than it was this week. <laughs> I mean, Stuart Sink, yeah, he's he's known for beating up on old guys and stealing majors. So that's yeah, that's right in his wheelhouse. Nobody else up the top of the board, I guess. But anyway, cheeky oldest player in the field. Anyway, yeah, right. On. Shout out Joaquin Neiman. He, he he's got the best eyebrows in the business. Uh, just wanted to state that the obvious again, but uh, nice guy. Yeah, it was nice to see him on the coverage talking about his pal. That was that's pretty cool that two guys have kind of dragged themselves along. I think they put him on the coverage because no one had any idea who the hell that guy that lady was. The event was it was the perfect like, bridge between nobody and everybody, right? So, it's like he and that, then he gets yeah, then he gets on. He's like, oh, you know, we we played in the union event and we made eight birdies in a row in the ninth and. He doesn't even have a house, you know. He lives in my house and send all his trophies from it's all his garage. Like, it's like in his garage, like. And then they had the Spieth and Thomas like picture where there were kids, and yeah. I, again, the story was compelling. I just it wasn't necessarily the best story, but uh, as we stated earlier, the PGA ended up winning with Justin being the champion and a great playoff between two world class players. So yeah, yeah, agreed. agreed. A little bit disappointing to see some of these guys not make the cut, but I guess. 
we've talked about this before, and I think it's sort of states true that these guys coming in off hot weeks or coming in off W's sort of trending, if you want to use that fancy word, but I think there's a ton of pressure on guys like Scheffler, Scheffler to show up and take, take it down. So I guess, you know, that, that statement rings true that it's sometimes the sleeper that you're not really keeping eyes on that, that, that comes through and gets a W. So I, I think with Scheffler, I think he looked in his bank account. He went down to Veritex, saw his boy JJ and said, Oh, there's about 75 million bucks in here. And I'm good. Uh, I think that was a rude awakening this week. I think motivation might've been a, a factor to his play and obviously being pulled 500 different ways. That's hey, well, may, maybe this is something that can, we can relate to. I saw barstool edition. Caleb had Caleb Presley had Max Homa on and he said, Hey, you're one of the better players on the tour right now. And it's, it's great that you're, you know, taking some time away from the game and deciding to take weekends off. So you're, you know, you can work on your mental health and Homa was just losing his ass when Caleb th- threw that at him. So maybe that's what Shepard was doing. He's just taking a mental health day. Taking a couple oh, sick days on the and, weekend. And you know what? Not only that, and I know it's rather cheeky, but this golf course, you can't squeeze it out. You just can't. I'm sorry. I mean, there's no reason that this shouldn't have been to 12, 13 under today, other than just the fact the golf course is the golf course. You know, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. And and you really start to see the golf ball and the technology different, right? Like you saw Bubba, who moves the ball better than anyone on tour up there, right? And it it just necessarily, you know, he, he's probably scoched past his time, but the, bo- the, the the boys on tour don't move the golf ball nearly as much as they used to. And I think you saw that today. I think your shot makers and your better golfers came to fruition. And I think with golf swings like Mito and Joaquin and these guys that hit a little flatter and can spin it a little more in different ways, I think that has a lot to do with it. And, you know, it, it, the perfect example is, is just, you know, let's just take Jordan, you know, he's trying to take one side of the golf course out of play. That's not necessarily what you needed to do this week, right? And JT probably cuts it better than anybody that hits a natural draw on tour. So I think that's why he's up there. But I do think that some of these kids that can just take different lines and the aggression of the lines taken, right? Like 17 is a perfect example. Like it looked like Zalatoris hit it in the trees the entire way. And yet it isn't necessarily where you think it is. And then he gets lucky and it, hang, and it hangs up. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I, I, I applaud the PGA for going to Mace. They can use more golf courses because of the time of year. And you don't have to worry about the heat index south of the Mason-Dixon line, right? So I think that that's a really big play because I think that's good for golf. While it kind of leaves a huge void in August, because the wraparound season getting to the FedEx probably isn't exciting as a major. Um, I do think that's when the live and some of these other golf courses really should take advantage of, you know, is, is that late August, early September when before any international team plays done or before the weather starts to really switch. But I do think that we have to really look at where we're going forward because, you know, I think traditionally, like we'll take Colin winning at Harding Park, that's a little bit more of a ball striker weather wet good iron player right i think that people are starting to become a little bit like the major leagues in baseball where i think you're going to start having some specialists right i think people are going to play really good golf courses and i think augusta is a perfect example i mean you saw the big cat you just beat ass tired right david called this two months ago you can't have everything that's happened to tiger and expect him to physically mentally and soulfully play that golf course without having some sort of breakdown. And I think that you saw that. And I think you saw that in a lot of people that this game can still be really cruel. And I think we've kind of forgotten Tiger. And, you know, I think Phil would have shot a thousand um, if he was there. I just think there would have been different things for different people. But I, I just keep going back to what I've said since the beginning, that golf is getting so good, so young, 
you know, you just take the top five in college and you take Pearson Cootie or take Cole Hammer and put them in that field. And if they make the top 15, nobody's surprised, right? The way golf is trending. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, I think guys just play golf differently now. And much like it was when Nicholas kind of left and there was that little bit of void and pain and Davis and those guys took over and they were considered, you know, a little different. I think we're kind of in that same stretch now. You got all these young studs from 25 to 35. Well, these young kids coming up are going to be fearless even more so. And I think Tiger has a lot to do with that, the way we play golf, the way we go after things. But I'm not surprised that anybody, whether it's Mito or Justin or whoever, I'm not surprised anymore by anything because there's just a thousand people that can win every week on that tour. So many good players out there. It's ridiculous. Sad to see the big cat not make the weekend, well, not make Sunday. We knew he was in pain. This is this is the, obviously the temperature probably had a lot to do with it. I mean, a couple of cold days out in the shit, trying to beat it around and grind it out. Yeah, really tough. Uh, unfortunate for him to not play Sunday, but happy to see him back on the golf course. I mean, he's good for the game, and it's it's nice to see that he's still competitive and he's he's out there, you know, firing on all cylinders when he can. So very very ball cool. Speed, yeah, ball speed and swing speed make it look like he's going to come back. So I think if those numbers get up there, and that was one of the things I saw today, like they had the top twenty five. Uh, people in the field for ball speed and it's like it's just so stupidly crazy like it's just getting up there so quickly so I think that you know the Tiger still has that gear but again Tiger has a little problem unless he's got to hold that little stinger he can't really move it right to left as well as he wants to so that's going to put a lot of pressure on you know because that high wade that high fade that whiff is going to be really difficult to play out there and and I think more than anything you just saw his feet right you can just tell when he walks he doesn't even go heel toe he just puts everything planted firmly down and that's just guy. I mean, the, the guy obviously won on a broken knee, but that just has to hurt. I mean, it hurt to watch, yeah. you know, and I thought that probably his round Friday will go down as being one of the two or three best rounds of the year so far. Yeah. I mean, that's just pure guts, but he, he, he spent so much on Friday that even Tiger Woods didn't have any left on Saturday. Yeah, it was game over. He didn't hit the media tent. So you kind of knew something was going on. Either he was in serious pain or it was probably going to be a WD unfortunately well in that in that golf course there's not one flat lie as we saw today and again if you're basically playing off your right leg or whatever leg he's playing off that's pretty tough to do so yeah for sure if you're loading a lot on that right side trying to work off that right side you can't transfer weight or load your 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 toast it's kind of game over yeah. but the other thing i noticed i just want to quick touch on this before we go forward is you guys notice that hybrids are kind of a dying thing other than jordan like people don't use them anymore like we seven, have five woods five seven wood. woods yeah, yeah. like yeah. You know, and obviously um, it was a really good day for Titleist today uh, on the leaderboard. <laughs> and so, you know, again, club pro special, right? Nothing says club professional PGA like Titleist in that, especially that East Coast gear. But for me, I just noticed that the way technology is going now with ball flights and all this stuff that I noticed what would be something that's really good for my members is something that's not being utilized anymore, right? The driving iron is even was even not many of those today as Tiger went to a three Yep. And obviously switched up heads, but the five wood, the seven wood, the four wood, and uh, it just it kind of never ceases to amaze me. Amaze me how cyclically we just keep doing this kind of thing, going for new things. And now, I mean, if you'd have told me that a guy in the top ten like Fitzpatrick went driver five seven, that just makes no sense to me personally. But when you have their ball speed and their club head speed, and, and as much as we keep talking about Liam and when we had the golf lab on here, just that angle of descent, what it takes to hold some of these golf courses. It's crazy to see what they can and can't do. And now, I mean, even so as Alatoris and play, I mean, these guys, they don't never worry about their golf ball running over the green when they're hitting five and two. They just don't even worry about it anymore. You know, it's like Augusta in 15 is just kind of the one golf hole this year that didn't hold up to that theory. Otherwise, these guys don't even 
maybe take Hideki last week on the last shot. Like they don't even think about it. They just fire at the flag with a three wood. I mean, Scheffler put it on a 600 yard. I mean, it's just insanity how they do this now and what technology has done. So I really did notice that other than Jordan, I didn't see another hybrids really in play. I don't know if that's really a hybrid though. That's a a good call out. The the nine twelve HL (laughs) is, uh, I don't know what that is. It's kind of like a seven wood ish. Yeah, well, it, it does. It does go straight for him, man. He doesn't miss a fairway yeah. with that thing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, guys are hitting three iron, four iron, like two forty, two fifty carry. So, I mean, what's the next step? You you want something higher, softer? You know, you want something maybe a little bit spinnier to get that lift. But yeah, I'm, I've never been a seven wood guy, but maybe that's something to look at in the future. I don't know if no, I, I mean with with, with with center contact and high ball speed. Why not? Yeah, legit, right? Gives you that I'm hard. Ordering seven, I'm ordering a seven wood tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Do we put seven woods on the order? Just ship it yes. to me, David. I'll make sure it gets there. <laughs> uh, the, the good news is we've been getting shipments lately. So life's good. Yeah, However, David, my, David shi- moved, my big though. loud shipment, I, I need to call out Paul Logan like we always do. My big loud country club order never got to Roy and Hills, by the way. Oh, so no. I've got cricket there. I do not have that. And I'm still bummed that nobody understood who Lamar Latrell was for Revenge of the Nerds. I'm still, it just makes me feel like I might as well wheel myself into the next fucking party I go to. Yeah. Uh, the next which is in about 20 minutes. The Uber will be here soon. Yes, I do have to take a quick shot. One more thing yeah. before we, we wrap, guys, because this is a quick one. I like it. But uh, you both mentioned the coverage was really good today. I'm not overly impressed with Ian Baker Finch and Faldo anymore. It it feels to me like if you close your eyes, I think these are two dudes from the UK, one from Australia, and they're both sitting in a bathtub rubbing each other's back because it's just moans and groans. I'm just overly disappointed. It's so funny you say that because we just had this conversation at work a couple days ago with the Brady signing and obviously Kevin Burkhart, uh, who will be a future guest here on on our podcast. But, you know, Brady signing and now Aikman, you know, got all upset because Romo got it. So we were wondering who will be the first person to drop out of the tour to go in the booth for big money. So like, could, like if you saw Luke Donald just give up the game and just become an announcer, right? Or if you saw somebody like, wouldn't surprise me, like if, could you imagine if Ian Poulter just said, I'm done, I'm going to the booth, I'm the new Nance, I'm, in, excuse me, I'm the new Faldo. It'd be I good. Mean, why not? Why wouldn't yeah. you just pay somebody $15 million to do that, right? As high as golf is and then cover them out. Obviously, look what they're doing with the Manning cast. I mean, again, I'm not a Joe Buck guy, while I sure understand and, and I really do like the thought process. And I think him and his dad, I thought he was a great football announcer. I could give a shit about the things they were talking about. It was so, I mean, Saban, it was just so awkward. And Michael Collins is a shtick and I get it and God bless him, but it was too much this morning. I kind of had to turn it off because, you know, Joe Buck is just at that level of what he does. It was almost like he was trying to dumb it down so much that it didn't like, it's funny when Peyton and Eli do it right. It wasn't funny with Joe Buck to me today, but that being said, I really do think, why wouldn't you, let's just say, you know what, if you're 38 and you've had a good run, if you're you Keegan Bradley, I'm like, you know what guys, I got 50 in the bank. I'm good. I'm going to still net jet around. I'm now your guy. And I think it's coming because I think with streaming sports and social media and the ability to everything on an app, I don't understand. I think you can make so much more money than they could on tour uh, the way they're doing it. So I don't think that that's very yeah. far away. Smiley that's, Kaufman. Sure. Yeah, perfect example. Yeah, Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you have Smiley and Colt and you're yeah. going to get one more young and like, let's get, you know, somebody in there from the LPGA. Yeah. You Ricky now Fowler. Have, right, Ricky, Ricky Fowler. Exactly. Perfect. You know, you now have the perfect 
what I'm going to call team for the way sports are trending. Right. right. 20 years, hundred percent. And yeah. so now you're young and you're edgy and you can push Twitter and you can go on Instagram, which is going to be dying amongst that generation soon, but you're TikToking and you're doing all of these things that they understand. And you're reaching people that are in high school now, because as you said, you played with a guy today, didn't even know who Stuart Sink was like, dude beat Tom Watson and probably the saddest loss of a major in the history of majors Stolen and major. the guy didn't know. Right. And it's like, that's sad to me. So if we are going to get into this immediate world, why not have Ricky Fowler and Colton and Smiley and do this the right way? I would push for that hard. And you know what, if I'm not, if I'm sitting there and I'm ABC and I'm not in the coverage and I'm using ESPN and Manning cast works and you might find some funny things coming up in golf because I think Sky Sports does it better than anybody around. And obviously we don't get that international. Theme. Yeah. Heine's great. You're right. Yeah, I think that they do it the best. And, but you know, I thought Nance had a good day today, but I'm like, you, Nick is, you know, he's, he's run his course. I get it. He's got all the, the credibility in the world, but Venturi always had an edge and Nick just doesn't. Nick is just a little hypocritical in, in certain things. And I think he forgets that nobody is as cerebral as he ever will be. And, you know, I think he gets on people for the wrong things, but I do think Dottie had her best day in a long day, a long time. I think David yeah. was correct on that. Yeah. Colt is very good. Colt might be a little too close to some of these guys. You know, I think some of the things they did, and I think CBS was forced not to put Colt with Justin. I think you can kind of see that the first thing, you know, Justin's on the range and he asked for Colt and Hey, do you have a monitor? And can I see you and what's Colt. going on? Colt. Talk to me. And yeah. so, but I do think that the David's right. I thought Smiley was funny. You know, and God bless him if he can't play it and he, he's got all the credibility for being part of that crew. Uh, I think that's where golf is trending. And I think that's where, you know, streaming television, it's not going to be long. And each tournament's going to be 99 cents a time to watch it. And I think that's where life is going. Right. So let's oh, equip. Hey, why not just have the four jack do it? Why don't we just get out there and just be that group? There you go. Official submission by D Lane here. We're, uh, we're rallying for the. Uh, I mean, God knows David travels and I was not going to hurt him. Yeah. yeah two, just... 2028 campaign here, four jack podcast. PGA Tour Media just loves us, though. But yeah, um, us. But I was going to say, for those that do follow Nick Faldo, uh, you know, unless you're a rock star like Hardy and you can put pull out the squares, oh, you know, you can, you can, some people can buy those squares. But now he's pushing a new shirt line that has stay-in collars and high collars. But for those that don't know, our sponsor, Cricket Shirts, does exactly the same thing. I you don't need better. the official shirt of Nick Faldo to do that. You just go to cricketshirts.com. Yeah, the best promo code Billy something in Billy 20 shirts, Billy 20. All right. And I'm going to say one thing that's going to get me a lot of trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. As I'm watching the award ceremony with the Wanamaker, um, the the PGA has to stop looking like a state farm insurance convention. (laughs) Start getting some diversity. Start getting some other people up there. Every picture is the same of that group. And it is not representative of where golf is going. And I say the same thing over and over. We don't have enough women in leadership in our association and we continue to do the same thing. But every time they take a picture, it is literally, it looks like we're at an Aflac convention and it's just ridiculous. Susie Whaley should be there. I'm surprised that none of the women. She was on ESPN. She's, yeah. she's, she's not in leadership anymore. But again, I, I, it's, it's just what it is. And I know that at the highest level, I'm in the high-end private world and I understand it's definitely predominantly one certain thing, but it just do your do your due diligence we don't need 87 people and credit doesn't need to be taken by everybody the association wins this just need right like just put mike thomas on the mic and just step away yeah big payroll there for all those guys and all those blazers at the dry cleaner moving to texas right yeah 
We're uh, yeah, that's right. We're down the which street. They're try- which they're trying to do some things that new they're down in the, you know, Frisco area. They're trying to do some innovative things. That whole community is trying to be, you know, sports first and, you know, good for the PGA to recognize that they could be, you know, an iconic group in the, in that Frisco area in the sports funds stuff that they're doing. So tax shelter. <clears throat> that's fantastic. Well, in, in two ways, we're moving down there. We're also uh, heading down south for the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial next week. That's exciting. See you Thursday. See you Thursday, I'll boys. Yeah, f- final thoughts on the uh, 2022 PGA. I know it was a bit of a warm milk and cookies, but overall, the golf course showed up, uh, presented well, great track, coverage is good, a little bit disappointing on the leaderboard, but overall, the uh, somebody close to home took it down, so that's fun. Well, and I think Kerry Cosby and his team uh, at Southern Hills did a great job. I, I just think there's a lot to be said for that facility. I'm a big fan of the golf course. It's a monster when it wants to be. And obviously you saw some, you know, Gil was on, and I think they did some great things architecturally that pushed the envelope when you don't have the, all of the room. Obviously there are a couple of cross tees and some things I think that, yeah, a was, which are great for major championships, but obviously not for everyday play, right? But I think that they came through, and I, I was very proud of Gil when he was on the television today with Buck and Marty that he came on and he thanked every one of his team by name. He said he's just the face that he needs all of them. And as somebody who's you know watched the Fazio group or or David McClay kid, and you know I know who's underneath those guys that are doing the shaping and the routing and all of those things. So I thought Gil did a great job publicly today talking about Southern Hills and what they did and why it was so great. And, you know I thought that was the best part of the coverage this morning, but. I do think the golf course was the ultimate winner. I think Bones would be the second biggest winner. I think, again, certain guys are just really good at what they do, and they made good choices. And, you know, much like we said, Bones is great on television. He's one of my favorites because he just has an insight to nobody else, right? He knows what to say, what button to push, and I think that's great. But he also knew that there was a guy out there that probably would be a stallion and want to ride for a couple more, and and God bless him, he did, you know, so it's great to see the Bones and the Joey Lacavas of the world still be very prevalent in that thought process. And obviously uh, our boy DJB, we had Geller out there and they had a couple of other great conversations going forward. And I, I just think there's a lot to be said for caddy player relationship at this level. And I think we saw a lot of that today because the golf course was just hard enough and, and thought provoking enough where you had to have those conversations. So kudos to Southern Hills. I think they're the, I think they're the big winner other than the PGA today. Well, I'm picking my horse this week. Jordan finishes in the middle, means he wins next week. <laughs> yeah. Is that a given? All right. There you Hot go. Draft, DraftKings bet. Throw it down. Spend five yes. bucks, get $100 in free bets, guaranteed. DraftKings, use 4Jack20 for your free play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls, it's been a pleasure. Derek, you're off to dinner. DJB, back to the patio. I am manscaped and ready to go tonight. Oh, there baby. he is. He's. <laughs> He's greased up and ready to rock in his new chair. Oh. He's going to wheel himself out in. I like that. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the old man yelling at clouds. I can't That's even right. let that go. I'm off to the gym. You boys have a wonderful evening. We'll see you next week after the wrap at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Good night. Listen up. These are my balls. See how they glisten in the light? Your balls can be like these, but you got to use the right tools for the job. This? No. Introducing the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the only tool with the performance and precision you need. I guess I have let my bottom half go. This trimmer features skin-safe technology to help reduce the risk of nicking cuts when it comes to trimming privates. It's cordless and waterproof, making it very convenient for shower use. You can even drop it in your pint. You wouldn't want to drink it, though. It's 
got pubes in it. Let's try to keep it classic, okay? The Lawnmower 4.0 also comes with adjustable trimming guard sizes for customizable trim. It's got an LED light, so you can always see what you're doing. Lights, please. With a powerful 7,000 RPM motor, it can trim through even the biggest forest. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. It's over 4 million balls. If you care about your downstairs, it's time to get the Lawnmower 4.0. Did you just shave your balls and be whole? Smooth. Get your privates ready for action. Order your lawnmower 4.0 today at manscaped.com.